Welcome to The Four Keys Show, how to win in your business, body, relationships, and mindset. My name is Andrew Silito, business psychologist and performance coach. Welcome to The Four Keys Show. This is episode two. My name is Andrew Silito, business psychologist, performance coach, and today I'm going to be talking about the winning mindset, something I've been talking about for a long time, uh, things I've, something I've written about quite a bit over the last 10 years. And today I'm going to talk about the three principles and why these are important to consider, to think about, to reflect on, to help you reach optimal performance or you know, develop that mental toughness, all those things we talk about, resilience, etc. And also to think about it from a slightly different perspective, that this isn't just some sort of magic fairy dust that we can sprinkle over ourselves and, and all of a sudden start performing at a better level. It's, uh, it's a bit of a process, actually. Um, so we're going to start looking at that. Um, what I'd like to start off with is just kind of how this came about. So back in 2007, I started working with uh, traders and city traders, and I was, I was asked to start thinking about a, a program that I could, could uh, develop on the winning mindset. And it was actually a consultancy back in 2007 that said, could you come and talk to some of our people about the winning mindset? They knew about my sports background, they knew I'd worked in, in corporate, and were intrigued to know if those two worlds, there were parallels in those two worlds. And like anybody um, that's perhaps in a, in a sales environment, you say, yeah, sure, I can do that. And, and you go away, and then you kind of figure out how to do it. And that was certainly the, the case for me. I, I really hadn't really given it that much thought. I'd always been involved in sports and and intrigued by psychology, but never really thought about it from a, uh, like a toolkit perspective or how I could articulate it in a coherent way or talk on the subject. Um, I was very lucky growing up. Um, I, you know, I had a mentor in my life called Jock, who I've written about quite a lot, certainly mentioned in my, in my book, and he was in my life. And he, he was very much, he was very into training, very into psychology, and was always giving me books to read, whether it's Dale Carnegie books or uh, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, all this kind of stuff that we we looked at to, to really prepare our minds for, for performance. I was about 16, 17 at that point. So it's always been on my mind. Uh, but when I went away to start thinking about it and start preparing my talk, I really didn't know where to start. So a bit of Googling, a bit of kind of research. Um, and I started to write. I thought the best thing for me to do is just reflect on the challenges that I'd faced. You know, when I was playing uh, sports at a, at a high level, I lived in Canada, I overcoming the fear of failure being surrounded by people in the dressing room where you have self-doubt, you have limiting beliefs, and all those things I had to, to deal with. And so I started writing about that experience. And over time, uh, with, with some strong coffee, I, I looked down, I'd written about four or 5,000 words. Uh, this was back in 2008. And that started to develop as, as my talk, and that's when I started talking about these three principles and how to overcome the fear of failure. Uh, but it wasn't until about five or six years later that those three or four thousand words then turned into a book called Managing the Mist, uh, which was published in 2013. Uh, and since then, I've been introducing these, these tools, whether it's working with business leaders, athletes, traders in a city, uh, and, and, and anyone that's kind of wanted to operate uh, actors. I've been working with a, an A-list celebrity recently on the same thing, um, anyone. Uh, but it's, uh, it's just interesting. It's not, it doesn't discriminate in any, in any way. Um, so, the, so I've come to the conclusion that over the last 20 years of reflection and writing, that there are these three, three things to, to think about. The first one is quite an obvious one, really, but the ability to manage our thoughts and our feelings uh, under pressure. Uh, so those emotions that, that may arise, knowing how to, to manage those. So what an athlete would refer to as staying in the zone, being present, uh, having a calm, uh, inner peace and, and clarity. 
And there are a number of things that will help with that, like practice, etc. It doesn't just, um, you know, just manifest itself. Uh, we have to develop the subconscious to be able to execute on, uh, particularly in talked about on the plays, tactics, skills, etc. Um, but you can have all the skills in the world. If you can't manage your thoughts under pressure, then it will all be wasted. The, the second one is self-awareness. And it's often talked about in leadership to develop self-awareness. And, and as, as cliche and as fluffy as that might sound, it's hugely important to really be able to hold the mirror up to ourselves to say, you know, who am I? What motivates me? What drives me? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How do I play to my strengths? How do I mitigate the risk around my weaknesses? But the most important thing is to know what triggers you. And this is something we, we talk about a lot uh, when we're working with leaders and, and athletes and coaches is, is knowing your triggers. What, what triggers you not to be in the zone? And thinking about it from a proactive um, place. So knowing that if you go into a certain situation, a certain conversation, a certain scenario, that there may be things that, that trigger you. And if you can look at it from a proactive perspective, you can start worrying them before they happen. So I liken it to driving a car at speed. If you're driving your car really fast and uh, you see a bend, uh, or you don't see the bend, you hit the bend and you, you panic, you slam on the brakes, the car spins out of control and, and crash. Right? That, that is essentially, that's the analogy versus seeing the bend coming and slowing down and then accelerating around the bend, staying in control uh, because you see the bend coming. So if you look at it from that perspective, thinking about the things that trigger you, that get, cause emotion, uh, maybe something that somebody says or somebody that reminds you of somebody else or, or whatever it is, um, knowing that it's creating some emotion. It's, in, it's, it's, you're responding with the sympathetic nervous system. You're going to fight flight because of that versus seeing it coming, being able to breathe, take some time and engage the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for your rest and digest, that ability to, to calm the nerves. So there's one thing being able to stay in the zone and recognize what's going on, understanding the science, what it's been under the hood as far as our brain's concerned and why our brains respond in this way. And by the way, the brain doesn't differentiate. So it doesn't, it doesn't recognize whether it's taken a, a penalty kick uh, in the World Cup or delivered a keynote speech to 5,000 people uh, or just an, an internal thought uh, that is or self-chat, negative self-chat that causes this fight flight to happen. It doesn't differentiate. So what we can do is develop the tools and techniques to cope with that. We can create coping mechanisms to cope with that, that stress and that anxiety and that fear. Uh, that, that might manifest itself because of certain scenarios. So they're the first two principles. Being able to compose yourself, manage your thoughts, feelings, emotions under pressure, and have that clarity. And then the second one is, is the self-awareness, knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, what triggers you, uh, what motivates you, what gets you out of bed every day to, to do the work. Um, and then the third one is, is being really clear about your purpose. And this is, I talked about this on episode one, and the link will be, I'll put the link in the comments. Um, but being very clear about your vision as, as what you want for you and, and why you want it, who else benefits from you achieving your vision. And it, it's disheartening, you know, working with athletes that have perhaps played a sport their, their entire life and fallen out of love with the game, either because it's become too much of a business for them or they um, become fatigued by the whole thing. And essentially what's happened is they, they, they've lost their why, they've forgotten why they played a the game, they've lost that motivation and it's become more of a transaction. And, and business is no different, you know, when, when it comes to leadership, uh, or growing a business, you know, loving your business, loving engaging with your clients and, and working, you know, reverse engineering it so we know what our clients want and what our teams want and, and being there for them is, is hugely, hugely important and, and, and maintaining that why. So there's one thing having a vision where you want to go with your business or with your team, etc. but why do you want to 
do that? What's the intrinsic motivation to do that that's going to inspire you, keep you motivated, and keep, keep doing the work? So there, there are the three principles that I often talk about, which is stay in the zone, manage your thoughts, feelings, and emotions under pressure. The second one is know your triggers, what causes you not to be in the zone. And the third one is having a clear vision and purpose. And so thinking about those three areas. And my view is that I've come to the conclusion that a winning mindset, whether we call it mindset, winning mindset, mental toughness, mental health, and having a strong mindset is really just is an attitude of mind. It's, it's a, to a certain extent, it's a choice. And people might challenge me on that, particularly when I talk about choice and mental health in the same conversation. But I want, to talk, I want to make a clear distinction between mental health and mental illness, two very different things. One is a little bit more subjective, one is, is more objective, i.e. mental health illness tends to be more objective. Um, and so mental health is, is really on a, on a scale. And that's essentially what we're talking about, even when we talk about a winning mindset, is our mental, our mental toughness. And that it is, it is a choice, that we can choose to focus on the positive, uh, or we can choose to focus on the negative. We can make a choice with that. For some people, it's, it's easier because they're optimistic and they just think that way. For others, it's much harder to, to do that. Um, and that uh, these, these choices really define who we are. Um, you can focus on, on things that you can influence or you can get annoyed and upset about things that are out of your control. And we're seeing a lot of that. Um, so being able to kind of say, can I influence this? Can I change it? Uh, uh, can I make a difference or is it out of my control and I've just got to move on, let it go and accept that that, that, is, that is happening. Because if we, if we it, those sort of things, keeping us up at night, thinking about things that we can't change, can't control, can't impact. If you can impact, impact it, then do something about it. But if, if you can't, then we have to let it go. We have to just let it go and it is what it is. Okay? And these choices will have a direct impact uh, on our mental health uh, and your mental health, your your level of mental toughness, your resilience, your ability to cope with these, these situations. And I liken it a little bit to, you know, when you think about uh, SAS or Navy SEALs, athletes who are in just chaos, just absolute chaos, but are able to, in that moment, make a, a decision, a choice, of what they're going to focus on. And they are able to have that inner calm, that inner peace, in that moment of chaos, to have absolute clarity and, and make the right decisions, make the right choices. So a lot of this comes down to taking time to, to slow things down, to, to create time for ourselves to think, to, to take time to, to explore the different options. Instead of being in, the, in, the, in the, the hamster wheel all the time, going and going and going, and it's that adage, that Einstein adage of uh, uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, uh, and um, it's, it's insanity, right? So we've got to take that time, that time right now to, to really think uh, about our options, what's available to us, can I change it? Am I going in the right direction, particularly as a business leader? Am I uh, deploying the right tactics here? Or do I need to regroup and think and align my team to a, a different direction? But if we're just going and going and going uh, and not taking that time, that is going to start to impact our, our mental health. And something really important to think about here is if, you, if you're having a reflection right now and you're thinking that if, if mental health is on a scale uh, and mindset, you know, 10 out of 10 being feeling great, optimistic and focused, and zero being not feeling great, we have to do something about that. And mental health is the same as physical health. You can, you can do something about it. Uh, physical illness is much harder, you know, if you've got physical illness. 
in the same way as mental illness. But if you've got physical health, everyone's got physical health, and you can choose to go to the gym and do work and get stronger and um, lift weights and you know, these are things we know make a difference to mental health. For two million years, we've lifted things, we've walked, we've carried stuff, uh, and now we're sat at a desk, sedentary, uh, getting stressed, going to fight flight, which we know causes um, uh, a spike in insulin, and that, that causes a, a holding of fat, visceral fat, the dangerous fat. Um, so it's really important that we do exercise. We do exercise our more aligned to our natural DNA. Um, digressing there a little bit, but mental, physical health and, and mental health uh, are on a spectrum. So you can so you can make a decision around your mental health whether I'm going to do some self work. You know, do I need to speak to somebody? Do I need to get a mentor? Do I need to get a, a coach? Do I need to get some additional support to help me with that, that get that perspective and improve my mental health? Because the danger is, if mental health, if we stay in a place of negativity, then it can lead to mental illness, and then it becomes a problem. Uh, and and it goes in a completely different direction where doctors are going to start prescribing things and that aren't going to help us in any way. So mental health is important. And it's not just um, uh, things around um, coaching and, and feedback and taking time out. Also, as I mentioned earlier, exercise is related to that. And also what we eat. You know, how we fuel ourselves will have a direct impact on our mental health. Our, our brains are mostly made up of fat and cholesterol, and for the last 30, 40 years, uh, we've been told not to eat fat. It's been demonized, and, and, and there's a direct correlation between mental health and people eating high sugar, low fat diet, uh, being told that that's the healthiest way to live, and that's being debunked, and I'm pleased about that. Uh, but it's hugely important to, to have uh, the right level of cholesterol in our body and, um, uh, and uh, consume healthy fats. I'm a huge fan, and I'll talk about this in another episode of, of a low-carb, high-fat diet. It's worked very well for me. I'm, I'm certainly not going to prescribe that to anybody. But I think optimal performance and sustainability and clarity throughout the day and not being on that emotional roller coaster where we have a sugar fix or a caffeine fix and all these different things just keep us heightened are useful. Uh, they're not useful. So, so I'd love to hear your feedback on that. You know, get, send some comments over uh, if you're intrigued by some of the things that I've talked about today. But in, in summary, uh, just think about these three things. Uh, your ability to manage your emotions and your feelings under pressure is, is going to be key to that, to your uh, mindset. Knowing your triggers, what are the things that trigger you to stop you being in the zone? So think about it proactively. Think back to the car analogy that I used and, and seeing Ben coming. What are the things that will trigger you and force you not to be in the zone? So have a think about it from that perspective. And, and then also being clear about your purpose and knowing what you want for you and why you want it. And that's something I talk about more, um, in more detail in, in episode one. So again, I said, I mentioned I'll put the links uh, to that episode in the comments. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know how you cope with pressure. Let me know what you believe a winning mindset is and what it to, how to find a winning mindset. Very interested to hear about that. Sorry if I'm losing my, my voice a little bit, a little bit poorly. The kids have gone back to school. Kids are back in nursery. As uh, so any parents out there that, that have kids that go into nursery know that they just come back and make you sick. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at in the moment. So apologies if I'm sounding a little bit under the weather. Um, so come back to me. Let me know what you think. Uh, next week, I will be uh, talking about values and why values matter as a business owner, for anybody for that matter. But I'm going to share with you what I believe uh, are important when it comes to defining your values and why values are important and how they become a guide for us to make the right decisions. 
So look forward to catching up next week. Uh, send your comments over. Let me know what you think. Take care. Have a, have a great week. That's it for this week's episode of the Four Keys Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate it, leave a review. It's much appreciated. Until next time, keep doing the work.